Hello, everyone, and welcome to the April 5th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Let's get started with our litigation report. There have been a small but growing number of industrially injured people who have filed claims nationwide that have successfully worked their way into the federal civil court system, despite the presumed protection of the exclusive remedy provisions of most state workers' compensation laws. One of these cases, Gianzaro v. Walmart, a RICO case, was just certified by a federal judge in Colorado as a class action. Nearly 7,000 Walmart employees in Colorado could be affected. Employees allege that the retailer, its insurer, and others conspired to interfere with the medical treatment received by workers injured on the job. The lawsuit was filed against Walmart, Concentra Health Services, Claims Management Inc., and Home Assurance Company, the workers' compensation insurance carrier. The complaint alleges violations of RICO, the Federal Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, and the state's Consumer Protection Act. San Francisco attorneys who are representing the plaintiffs called the class certification a preliminary but very important stage in the case. An appellate court handed California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger a small victory in the on-again, off-again battle with some furloughed state employees. The governor had imposed three-day-a-month furloughs last year to help save the state money. Public employee unions have filed more than two dozen lawsuits challenging the legality of the furloughs. Last week, an Alameda Superior Court judge ruled that the governor could no longer furlough workers from departments that received most of their funding from sources outside the general fund. The decision meant about one-third of the state's nearly 240,000 workers could have returned to full-time work on Fridays. However, the First District Court of Appeal issued a stay on three union lawsuits putting on hold the lower court decisions. Governor Schwarzenegger has asked the California Supreme Court to consolidate 20 lawsuits challenging furloughs and to decide whether he has the authority to furlough state workers or not. And now, our fraud report. Former claims adjuster Cara Cruz Thompson pleaded guilty to conspiring to steal more than $1.4 million from AIG and another insurer. Three other defendants, Rene Montes, Hector Parada, and George Martinez, are still awaiting trial. Cruz Thompson became caught up in the scenario after she married claims adjuster Hector Parada. Parada, Cruz Thompson, and Martinez worked together as workers' compensation insurance adjusters at AIG and at Matrix Absence Management workers' compensation insurance companies. Between 2003 and 2006, the defendants allegedly conspired to commit insurance fraud and grand theft by settling fraudulent lien claimants through these insurance companies. Her sentencing date is set for May 7. She will have served a year in custody by then and will be freed according to the terms of her plea bargain with prosecutors, according to her attorney. 
Two owners and a secretary of a Newbury Park drywall and painting company are facing felony fraud charges for allegedly lying to reduce their insurance premiums. Michael and James Nusiforo and Brenda Stout are facing five felony counts of insurance premium fraud and two counts of conspiracy to commit insurance fraud. Michael and James Nusiforo owned D&J Drywall and Painting, and Stout is secretary for the business. All three pled not guilty to the charges. They are accused of defrauding workers' compensation insurers of about $500,000 by allegedly lying to lower their premiums over a period of nine years. Officials froze $1.5 million of the defendant's assets to cover restitution and fines. The three are due back in court on May 13. Each defendant faces 12 years in state prison and double the amount of losses caused by the fraud, according to officials. And in regulatory developments, initiatives in three states to sell assets of state-owned workers' compensation insurance companies to raise cash to balance budgets are now dead at least for the year. California and Oklahoma proposals have failed to materialize and now a plan to give Colorado-based Pinnacle Insurance nearly full autonomy in exchange for paying Colorado hundreds of millions of dollars has been put on hold at least this year. Colorado will lose out on one potential source to help balance a budget shortfall next year, estimated at between $212 million and $1.3 billion. The latest proposal on the table called for Pinnacle to pay about $330 million to the state in exchange for nearly full autonomy from state authority. The Colorado Governor's Office has been brokering a deal with the State Chartered Workers' Compensation Fund for months. The deal was scuttled when it became clear it was not something that could be accomplished politically. Democrats in the legislature were wary of the deal from the start. And Republicans were also not cheerleading the proposal, saying they needed to be convinced the deal was right for their employers. That essentially sealed the proposal's fate, said sources close to the negotiations. And in medical news, managed care experts predict that the impact of the new federal health care law on workers' compensation insurance will be a mixed bag with some positives for the industry. One impact will be changes to Medicare's reimbursement levels, which some states, including California, use to set price levels for workers' compensation insurance injury treatment reimbursement. Experts also contemplate that insurers will see some reduced claim costs for workers who have a pre-existing condition that the workers' comp system must deal with in the course of treating a workplace injury. The effects of the health care law may also mean that employees over the long term will be healthier. This should make it easier for them to get back to work. Experts clearly dispel an urban legend that there is a desire for the federal government to take over the state workers' compensation systems. Discussions with federal legislators confirmed that after the long battle over health reform, there is no interest on Capitol Hill in doing anything toward workers' compensation uh, becoming part of the federal system.
The CWCI issued a new study on the impact of the so-called spinal hardware pass-through payments, a problem in the official medical fee schedule that regulators hope soon to correct. A 2005 RAND study pointed out that the OMFS provisions for spinal surgeries result in payment for the hardware and instrumentation twice, once in the standard DRG allowance and again in the separate pass-through amount. A new CWCI study concludes that the spinal hardware pass-through payments appear to have created an incentive to perform back surgeries on injured workers. The CWCI study found that the spinal implant utilization rate in workers' compensation was higher than the rate noted for Medicare, Medi-Cal, other government programs, and private insurance. The injured worker cases had the highest average number of implant procedures, which suggests that providers are motivated by financial gain. The additional fees were paid on nearly 3,600 workers' compensation claims in 2008, boosting payments to hospitals on these claims by an estimated $55 million. It seems that movers are still busy at some of the WCAB local offices. Soon after the announcement of the Grover Beach WCAB move to San Luis Obispo comes this news from the Oxnard office. The Oxnard WCAB is in the process of moving to a new facility. They are currently located at 2220 East Gonzales Road in Oxnard. The Oxnard office will be closed from April 5 through April 9. They will reopen for business on Monday, April 12 at their new location, 1901 Rice Avenue, Suite 200 in Oxnard. During the closure period, EAMS at the Oxnard board will not be available for scanning of OCR submitted documents and the DWC staff will not be able to access EAMS for information. However, the move will not affect e-filing, which can be processed as usual. After April 12, the Oxnard office will be open for business at their new location. The DWC has expanded its Customer Service Initiative pilot project to Southern California. The pilot project was launched in Salinas in 2009 in partnership with the Watsonville-based Workers' Compensation Enforcement Collaborative. The object is to help workers whose employers are illegally uninsured overcome obstacles and receive benefits to which they are entitled. The project expands existing services to unrepresented injured workers, helping them identify the parties responsible for paying their benefits and, and securing benefits from the Uninsured Employers Benefit Trust Fund. The Salinas Pilot Project was designed as a year-long process and continues through June of 2010. The DWC determined it should expand the program to Anaheim due to the positive results of the pilot program so far. INA officer Cynthia Leatherman has begun the necessary training and will provide this expanded service to injured workers at the Anaheim District Office. And in other news, the CWCI elected a new board of directors for 2010. T. Hale Johnson, Senior Vice President of Employers Compensation Insurance Company, has been re-elected Chairman of the Board. 
Robert Darby of Berkshire Hathaway will serve as the Institute's Vice Chair. Also elected to CWCI's 2010 Board of Directors were Robert Purdy from ACE USA, Datis Almbaugh from Chartist Insurance, Matthew Sather from CNA, Jeffrey Tipton from Liberty Mutual Group, Rosemary Favier from Preferred Employers Insurance Company, Joseph Nye from Springfield Insurance Company, Dr. Bernice Peplowski from Zenith Insurance Company, and Paul Ziegler from Zurich, North America. CWCI members include 28 insurer groups composed of nearly 200 underwriting companies that write and service 87% of California's statewide workers' compensation premium, as well as 25 of the largest public and private self-insured employers in the state. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone or iPod by searching for WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us, and please visit us again next week for more news.